Warning, if you are faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Okay, guys, welcome to the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. So I really labored over this for the weeks, uh, the past weeks, but I decided to do this show and to discuss the Veronica Brill saga. I've been getting hit constantly in every chat, every comment. Where is Valerie? Where is Veronica? So I, I just decided to just keep it real. A couple things came up, kind of pissed me off. So I'm just going to let you have it straight. I let her go. I fired her. Okay. She had a really tough time, really tough time understanding that that sign says the Nick Fertucci show and not the Valerie Veronica Brill show. She had a big mouth. She interrupts. And everybody knows she is close friends with all these idiots out there that are probably not my friends. And I just had enough of it. I had enough of it. I had enough of her. And the truth is, more than anything, what I really am glad is gone is I had enough of her big, fat mouth talking about the feminist movement and all her feminist bullshit. Nick, the fuck? Nobody fired Valerie Brill. Hey, what, do you, what in the hell are you doing here? Listen, no, no. We've talked about this more than one time. You're out. I, I don't even know how you got in here, but you're out. What the? I, I got no words. Bro. What? Um, I'm ready now, so let's start the show. You're not leaving. I'm not leaving. Let's start the show. All right. Fair enough. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. You know who that is. Let's go. All right, so here we are. You guys are going to get it straight today. My, I guess, friend Valerie Brill is here, and we are going to discuss her recent parting. We're going to discuss some poker news. Did I die? My parting? <laughs> it's not the only thing that parts. Listen, <laughs> this, is like, uh, this is like Guns N' Roses getting back together for just like one show, just for like charity for the kids. It's, except a little more Botox. You know you're still out, right? <laughs> This is this is temporary. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, so, you know, uh, it seems as though th something's contradicting what you just said. It must be. So here's the thing. L literally, though, what I said in the opener, all of it was true. And <laughs> what 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 is the most true is though is I did get hit constantly. I don't know. You probably haven't, but in the comments. Every like tenth comment is like, "Where's Valerie? Where's Veronica? What happened?" Uh, I, I've I've heard things uh, of uh, she said once if she found out Nick was up to this nefarious bullshit, she would never be on the show. So that's one of them. Uh, uh, the other ones are they're I, actually on my social media too. Why did Nick fire you? Yeah, <laughs> and I let her go, or it's this, or 
We had an argument. We were seeing each other and we broke up. Not true also. The Gross, scandal. right? Ugh. And so we're here to talk about it. Valerie is just going to give it straight about what happened and what's going on. And then we're going to do a fun show together and just uh, set the record straight for all these guys. Matter of fact, I did a live show and I got so many questions in the chat about your 1020, where you've been, that I said, I'm done answering. If you want, go ahead and DM her and ask her because I'm done answering. Been. And they've been <laughs> DMing you. You sent me a picture that says, one guy says, Nick says you hate him. Tell me why. And you go, do you know him? And I said, oh, let me explain. On my live show, I said this. And so, yeah, you've been getting a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm getting DMs. Why did Nick fire you? It's always Nick fired me. I don't know where the rumor came. I don't know where that comes because what I did got you a say? lot more. What did you do? Never. I got, watch them all, all my podcasts. I got more from the ones I read are saying you left. No, the ones I'm reading are why did Nick fire you? Yeah. And, and well, that makes the most sense. I mean, I don't know. Ask him, uh, why'd you fire me? <laughs> I mean, I said <laughs> it at the beginning of the show. Anyways. Would you like to speak on why why Guns N' Roses broke up? Yeah, I I think people are making it out to be much bigger than it is. I'm I I just hit a wall of exhaustion with this whole like Jack Four thing that happened and me studying for an interview and you know I got a new job recently and like just. I just became overwhelmed. I was flying to Cleveland all the time. I was doing um, ambassadorships for poker stuff. And I just literally had no time to myself. And I got to a point where I almost hated going into work all the time because I had no rest. Sure. And I had to just get to a place where I had to prioritize myself. And I, I like I feel like when I say that people aren't going to buy it, but legitimately I just like I was just fucking exhausted. Well, nobody buys anything anyways. The nude thing will be, I paid you to come to say this. There'll be so many things, but whatever you're I mean, telling, you're telling, you're telling your. You can your, Venmo me that four K. I would it. love you got that. It. I'll do it. But you know whatever they want to believe, they can believe. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean the whole the whole like Jack Four thing yeah. that happened. Like you and I both just went through a world it felt like a tornado it was and i just was up to here there was a with, lot of tension with everybody well i was getting inundated with emails and dms and people are like oh yeah i heard this 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 happened and i'm just i'm just like mentally exhausted and then i just became checked out i know you noticed when i started checking out yeah and i stopped talking to almost everybody and i just secluded myself and i started doing more studying for my professional life um, but I did. Yeah, I think I, I think I never told you this because we never had anything that happened, but I probably was a little taken back because when you backed off a little bit too, I didn't know what the reason was, but you know, I really wasn't worried about it because you and I ne were always good and I know me and I know what happened and what didn't happen. So, you know, I always know things are going to go back to whatever they're supposed to be or whatever it is. But the truth is for, for those of you watching, I don't know, you know, if they know this or they catch on to this. This is this studio is in Orange County, California. You live where in Northern California? San Jose. So you live in San Jose. And so a lot of times, guys, you know, I tape these podcasts 
And when, when Veronica and I were first doing it, we would, we would stack up a Saturday and Sunday with like three or four people a day. That was at first. So she would have to fly down here a day ahead of time, prepare, stay here for two days, then fly back. And so it's a good two to four day uh, experience. And I wanted to keep banging these things out. And I had opportunity now to, to start doing some Skype stuff. Guys are here on a Wednesday. And, you know, it just is what it is. And, yeah. and if we do shows together, we do them. If we don't, we don't. It's whatever. I've been doing, you know, shows uh, in your in your little sabbatical without you. And I've often told everybody this and I'll say it again. You're one of the best at this. Uh, your, your, your energy and your pushback. No, it's true. With me is, is really good. Um, you annoy the fuck out of me. So some of the things I did say in the opener probably could be a little bit, could have a little, just a tiny bit of truth to him, but, but that's what makes guns and roses. Great. They hate each other. No, I'm kidding. I don't hate you. Or, you know, <laughs> the tension. So, um, but it is what it is. And, you know, Slash again, was on the last tour. I'll just, he have was, yeah, yeah, no, they always come back. Okay. So you're, you're, oh my God. I told you off camera before we started this bullshit Why did I forget? skit is I, when you said something about did like, oh, is it weird seeing me here? I said, listen, not really. I knew you're going to come back. They all come back. You know, that's just the way it is. How could you not come back? Look at all this. My God. My God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Yeah. There's so much there just, for you. Such a layup for you. I, you're, you're a little rusty. But I, I think am, your silence is even better. I am, I am rusty, yeah. and um, yeah, I'm, yeah, good to see you too, Nick. Yeah, good to see you too. <laughs> All right, good. Well, it's good you got some rest, some sleep. You're back in a groove. Have you been late? Spent, like, have you been getting late? No, in the last couple I've months? been spending weekends alone in my. I live in essentially a ski lodge. My place looks like a ski lodge, and I've just been like. I've resting. seen pictures of it. It's pretty cool. It is. It's a cool yeah. place. It's a cool little spot. I have cool neighbors. I've just been resting and studying, and that's all I've been doing. Are you, I, w I would love to have more sex. Are you bummed that you're getting more DMs asking about me than dick pics? Oh, my God. I still get dick pics. You do? Yes. Do you just get random ones? Um, like, like, what happened? And I'll know, you'll, you'll know about this. What happened with Melissa and the Coke can guy? I don't really know what happened. I know she put him on blast, but that, I, I didn't even oh, have it on my so, list. That was, what is that? What happened there? Because you know me. I, I always had you to fill me in on these details because I don't pay attention to them. I just know the cursory thing is some gross guy sent her his dick and she blasted him. Coke can guy. So, yeah. Melissa, first I want to say that you're an artist. I respect your work so much. She's such a top tier artist in the trolling world. Like for her to put him on blast, that was just a thing of beauty. And then him trying to get her fired and going to Danielle Moon. I, see, I don't I, know any of that. What is? Oh my how, God. How is Danielle Barstool Moon? Barstool Sports published the text of uh, him going to Melissa's boss. Melissa's boss is, is D Moon. You're I, I don't know adorable. shit. I don't, you, I, I, this is sincere. Like I'm so you know, happy this man has money because this is just adorable. You're cute. I don't know that. I told you a long time ago Melissa when we started this. Melissa's a professional poker player. She doesn't really have a then boss. Why did she, well, then what is, who's her boss? Because he thought she was her boss. Oh, I didn't know that. And then Danielle played along. And it was a oh, thing of beauty. Veronica, I have no clue what, what happened there. I didn't follow it. Okay, so Nick, there's this, Tell everybody. There's this thing called the internet. Right. Okay. It's a dial-up. Yeah, yeah, AOL. Yeah. 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 And then it tells you things. Right. And if you if you get on there every once in a while, you keep up. Well, how and do you have so much time to do it since you've been so busy? 
apparently your story is not I, driving. I noodle before bed. I can't be like. Does noodle touch yourself? No, noodle is using your brain. Oh, you think it. about things. That noodle. You, well, I have this noodle. You only have one noodle. It's, I don't know if it's there. No, but no. But I my, when I'm noodling, I'm thinking my about noodle's stuff. Pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know what? You and all the guys in my DMs. My I know, noodle, right? My noodle's pretty good. We're legends good. in our own minds. Can, can you verify the goodness of my noodle? <laughs> That's right. There ain't nothing like a big blow-up Photoshop DMer. So this, so this guy, I'm yeah. just going to... Tell us. Just do a quick summary. Some people don't know. Please, tell us a all. A quick summary. I am not the expert in the in the Coke can guy. No, but, but you I'll, know I'll the basics. Give, quick, yeah, give, give us the basics. Summary. So he, this guy sends Melissa his jingle berries. Unsolicited unsolicited okay i know it's surprising to you but it happens a good amount not like a lot but a good amount unsolicited depending on how is, popular is, is crazy to and me. melissa's a hot little number in poker you know she's yeah. she's a yummy person i mean i'm there for it melissa call me yeah but um so he dude sends his jingle berries to melissa and says like hey meet me for a drink which is the, the optimal way to ask a woman out for a drink guys like if if you really want to get a girl and date her, send her your dingleberries. So he sent the dingleberries. Said, "Would you like to have a drink? Meet me for a drink." Mm. And then she put them on blast. I responded to her tweet, and I was like, "So did you actually go for a drink or not?" <laughs> it's just You're right. Well, a free drink's there. a free drink. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather not have the free okay, drink. Whatever. Um, Depends so, where you're at financially. So then he she puts them on blast. And then he gets mad and feels abused. Poor guy. So he's the victim. He's the victim. Got it. What, so, how mad? Oh, he, he's ready to get Melissa fired from her job. But she doesn't have a job. Well, I mean, he doesn't know that. Well, why does he think D. Moon is? That's a question I can't Nobody answer. Nobody knows. Or maybe they know. I mean, somehow he must have sleuthed his way <coughs> into Danielle Moon. And, and Danielle was well, like... She's the perfect I'm person. I'm fucking ready. She put on her hat <coughs> and she... <laughs> Nick's dying. <laughs> Go ahead. Danielle Moon has a hard hat at home. She put that hard hat on her head. She's like, I'm fucking clocking in and I'm going to yeah. work. She wears it during sex. <laughs> no, she does. Can you verify? I've heard. Not verified personally. No, no. You're dying. Your mic's dying. You're Everything's like, are you dying. okay? I got a limp Is mic. Is this your first time? I got a limp mic. <laughs> I do. My mic. Uh, you know, have, you got to work on that noodle. Your noodle's not doing this. well. That's all right. So we'll da it, so Danielle buddy. plays the part, puts on her hat, says, I'm playing the part. She's her manager. And Danielle wow. was like, you know what, sir? This is blatant abuse that I can see why you're upset. Can you please say? See, I read a little of that and I was so confused that I tapped out. Yeah. I didn't know how to This get is why it. you go off your well, looks. That's why I needed you. And not. Yeah, this is all not looks your and money. noodle. Yeah. The noodle. No, you're missing no, the noodle. The, the, they only go for the noodle because of the other perks. You're you're missing the top noodle. You got the bottom noodle just okay. Well, you know. I said what just are you going to do? <laughs> okay. I got here one way or another. <laughs> so, so Danielle's like, "Sir, please send me a screenshot of the text where Melissa asked for your dingleberries." Oh and then he God. was then he's like, "What?" And then it transpires from there. But it was it was an adorable interaction and then Danielle posts those. Oh, she and did then too. Barstool Sports gets a hang, oh my hand, God. hand of them. Or hand, what's, what's going on with my brain? Barstool Sports gets their hands on it, puts it in an article, and the shit blows up. Oh my God. And now Melissa's 
famous yeah. more than she was before. Right. And, and she is the And king now of she's got a probably 10x the dingleberries in her DMs than Did she Did you used see to. her troll on me when she was on I think it was Joey's podcast months ago. It was really good. It was after all this was over. And somebody asked her, why did you step away from um, Only Lies? And she said... Um, <laughs> from Only Lies? Is that what you call them? Isn't that the name of it? Oh, my God, Nick. Oh, shit. Only Friends. Sorry. Okay, I said, okay, yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. Well, I, don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with my flip. noodle either. Um, <laughs> anyways, she said, well, you know, like, I just wanted to focus on this, that, and the other. She goes, and to be honest, like, just going in every day to talk about... A 56-year-old man-child, Joe Rogan wannabe, was just getting too old for me. <laughs> and you want to know what? I laughed my ass off. It was pretty good. Yeah, but it keeps you relevant. It keeps I, things no, I spicy. I thought that was actually funny. Well, it's, a shout, are... it's a shout-out. <laughs> so so good to have you back. So talk... Visiting. I want... I You're wanna, visiting. I hey, wanna... hey, hey. You're visiting, by the way, just so we're clear on this. You told me I'm locked in here. You ain't locked I have in to say. shit. You're here for this show and maybe one more. Maybe. Bro. How much are you paying me? Paying you nothing. Are you're firing me then? You owe me money. You owe me money. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> okay. I'm not the one who's going to kill him today. He's going to kill himself. Oh, uh, I know this is 3 weeks into this thing. It's really What do you have? Me. I don't AIDS? know. I well, probably. Is it the herpes the noodle, spreading all the way up? Yeah, you know the breakouts I get a cough. So, no, I've had this cold, <laughs> head cold cough thing, been coughing my brain. And can you tell me this? Why does a cough start after 9.30 p.m.? Why does it get worse and why can't I sleep? Why, why, why nasal can't it drip, be? Nasal drip, nasal drip. Is it? Mm -hmm. Because of laying down? Because you lay down and then the nasal, and you're not awake What am I going to do, swallowing? sleep fucking standing up like a horse to get some shut-eye? Uh, put, get a pillow and cut a hole in it and stub your face in it so that it drips down. Yeah. I can't. Because I have, I wear a mask. I have sleep apnea. How's that one You're for fucked, you? You're fucked, bro. How's that one for you? Just huh? don't How's sleep. that just exposing? Just Adderall. All my day and night negative whatevers. How's the the shit that you put put up your nose like that pot of water? I did it about an yeah? hour ago. I haven't done it in a long time. I knew you were coming, so I wanted to clear out my my nasal passages. It's a neti <laughs> Thank pot. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and I took a, a neti um, pot. Yeah, and I a, took a a, a nose a, blower. A, I took a an allergy pill too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's why you're not hearing any. Good for you. Oh, it's nice. How nice. Yeah, I like. Good. So. It's good. You. What? Over up? there. What's up? Wallet's a little lighter. What's going on? My wallet's a little lighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm on a. It's like a piece of paper flowing in the red. I'm Barely on... holds a credit card now. It's so thin. Oh, my God. You ain't kidding. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I figured you'd bring this up. Um, yes, I am on a very, very steep slalom down is it, is poker it your, variance thing. Is it your biggest downswing of your life? In poker. <laughs> well, that's what I meant in <laughs> I poker. I mean, I've lost a business. I've done other things. There's some pretty big downswings in my life. But uh, that is my biggest. This has been my worst poker downswing. I went on one. We started in August of whatever the fuck it was. And in November, I actually went on a short downswing. But I didn't understand variance and I didn't, like I wasn't good at it. So I was a big, big ass baby. It was nothing compared to this. I'm literally card dead, spot dead. When I get a hand, it's not going to hold up. I'm getting pipped. There was one session 
uh, that I punted out of the 150K downswing that I'm on in the last few weeks, there's one session that I punted 40K. And and I, there's no excuse. I punted it and I got mad at myself after a hand I played. It was an ace queen hand. And then I had a bat. I mean, I was sick, as you know, because this was like a week or two ago. And I shouldn't have been playing while I was not feeling well. And I had the worst headache. I was taking Advil. My hands were in, my face was in my hands. And right at the last hand of the stream, I punted out, punted off another 17K and went home. Brutal. So that was, that part is my, my fault. So, but everything else has just been really sick and it's been, it sucks. So I know you said you have, you have a coach. Yeah. Do you, what does your coach say? Like, is just, is it just variance or are there things you think you can improve? That's both. Um, when you're experiencing, when you're, when you're, when the deck's hitting you, you can overcompensate for some of your mistakes, right? Yeah. And you play your A game too when, when, you're, when you're doing, when you're running well. And so things just go good and, and it's like you just can't really see it or feel it enough. But when you go through a downswing, your mental composure is, is really what's going to be, you're going to be a good poker player or bad. You're either going to hold up and get through it or you're going to be out. And so now because I can't win a hand, my mistakes are even enhanced even more because you make mistakes every single every single session. And I don't care who you are, and especially me, I make them. But now they're just being enhanced more, and then you have a tougher time being in the zone when you're playing good, you're feeling good, you're running good, you're in the zone. You just you could see what the hand. You know now I look at a decision, I'm fucking stumped because it's like my concentration and my focus is gone, and so it makes it that much harder. So to answer your question, it's both. So <clears throat> one thing I find difficult about poker, I find poker to be very abstract in perceived ranges. Like you're playing on perception. You've got a lot of missing information, which I struggle with. But the biggest struggle I have, and I think a lot of amateur players have, is being rewarded for poor behavior or for poor plays or just poor decisions. And then you're rewarded and then you're stuck playing badly on a regular basis in, yeah. in these certain spots that you were previously rewarded in. You end up losing so much more money because you're like, oh, well, that worked that time. Okay. Yeah. Positive reinforcement on a bad thing. And then you end up losing 10x more than you made. That's what keeps the whales and the fish in the whale and fish pond because they don't understand that they're making, some people don't understand they're making mistakes. And this sounds so cliche, and I've said this and I mean it. I would rather lose in a session and play my A game than win in a session and make a bunch of mistakes and just get lucky because if you're results oriented over time and enough uh, sample sizes, you know, more uh, cards being dealt to you, you're going to lose because it doesn't work. And so that's what keeps a lot of players coming back because they get lucky or they get rewarded for bad play and they don't ever figure out. So even me, like even when I have a winning session and I made a couple really stupid, dumb plays, we focus as hard or harder on that than we do like, oh, you played that so great because there, there's a lot of good moments too, but you got you to gotta clean that up. And good poker players, players that are going to win over time, that are going to be able to pay their bills with poker if that's what you want to do or be a successful poker player, you have to be able to handle variance. You have to not tilt because I see some players playing their A game and as soon as variance hit them, they're fucking F game. And you just can't win as a poker player that way. Well, <clears throat> If I can add to that, yeah, I think that there's uh, a ton of people who don't understand. Like with my job, I I do these like I have a set of skills that I implement throughout my day, and then 
it doesn't really matter so much. Like you have to be personable, but it's not like, I don't rely on my social game in my job. I don't have to be like, oh, the best person that who puts meetings together. Like, oh, she's such a great host. Let's keep her. But in poker, I yeah. think there's just so much more of a social aspect to it. You got to get invited to the right games. You Not only are you having to avoid mistakes where you can be rewarded for them, but you also have to be able to play the social game, get invited to yes. juicy games. You have to, you, like, I would think if I was playing professionally, I would not want to play against players who are better than me. So you want to get into good games where people yeah. are worse than you. And how do you get into them? You kind of have to schmooze your way in yeah. them. Well, that's poker politics. It's been that way for a long time now. It's even that way more with the private games being more relevant. I'm lucky because I own the show, so I don't have to do that. But that's what I do bring to the table is talk and conversation and bullshitting and whatever it is. So, and I talked her in hands. And so, you know, I can't sit there like a mute, but I will say the very last session I played last week, um, I wasn't, I've been sick, but you know, get the residuals, but I took a medication for something and I, and I had a reaction to it. Is that funny I love stories where people are like, so I was playing poker and I took a med and I had no, no idea. No, it wasn't like that kind of med. <laughs> it was a med to like help make me feel better, but I it made me sick. And so nobody knows this, but the very last session, and I wanted to kill Mike Matisau. I just, I, I love him. He's my Mike friend. Mike Matisau? Yeah, he played. I, I literally say, I played Max Payne Monday. I record-breaking 51,515 loss. Couldn't win a hand. I got... <laughs> and because sashimi it, roast you? Listen, because it's Max Payne, I got roasted by everyone at the table <laughs> and I didn't feel good and I took it. I took it like a champ. The next day I came back on Tuesday is when I took the medication and I was sick. And Mike wouldn't let it go about nine in a row, eight in a row, my sessions. How could you lose at Hustler Casino Live eight in a row? You got to be the worst player. Da, da, da. Even when I lose a hand, he was fucking pelting me, right? And normally I talk and I take it well, but I was really internally frustrated. I was starting to get sick. Nobody knows this, but I went out to my car four times and threw up on, on, in the parking lot and came back to try to play. And I wound up leaving an hour and a half uh, early, losing thir another 13K. It's been a nightmare. So tell me, you threw up four times and you're still fat. You're not yeah. doing it right. What happened? No, I know. I would be the worst. But Well, first of all, well, I beat anorexia. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I would be the worst bulimic. I'm like, so it's not working, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's no worse feeling that I don't know how anyone could do that on purpose. Like, ugh, to go do that is the worst feeling ever. But yeah, it was brutal. And I didn't say anything to anyone. I just, they knew I was, they kept asking me, like, it was funny because, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And then troll, 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 troll. And then, oh, you, you, like, you need anything? And then troll. I walked away from the table. They don't know I heard this. I heard Jay Bugs and Mattis, I was saying it. I walked away from the table and someone hit a jackpot and they, I just had won a small pot. I hadn't won any pots in fucking 18 weeks. And I got up because I was sick and I was walking out and I saw that someone send me the video later and the, the crowd erupted outside because of a jackpot and one of them goes, oh, they're probably fucking excited Nick won his first hand in like a million years or something. So they're just, they're relentless. They're brutal. But that's the way it is. So you know the intro to your show, right? The no, what is the it? The warning? Yeah. If you are easily offended. Yeah. People troll me because they say it's not edgy enough to say that. But what about it? No, I'm. the irony is missed on you. Like, you know, you're getting offended by them trolling you. I'm not offended. Okay. I was sick. I swear, I don't even get offended anymore. Oh, that's that's you, one thing that's happened to me. Over this Jack 4 thing and through this now being public playing, I am so, I really am, you don't know, but I am so much more thick-skinned. That's one thing that came out of it. 
no, I am. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm still not going to like be a fighter if something's said or done, but, but like the trolling, I'm actually good. It doesn't affect me at all. The reason I was affected is because I even looked at Mike, like, and I went like this to my mic. I said, Mike, just tonight, I don't feel good. Like I'm really, literally don't feel good. Leave me alone. And he goes, oh. and he winks at me. And then fucking 10 minutes later, he fucking hits me again. <laughs> so now this is just like an anger thing. It's not really about the troll. It's just about, are you kidding me? So I, okay, I might be wrong about my perception of Mike Mattisau because he's played on Poker After Dark yeah. several times and I interviewed him Yeah. and him and I have talked uh, off the, uh, like when we were just by ourselves uh, before he I was going to have him t here today with us. He played last night, but he had to get on a plane early. Oh, fuck. I would have loved that. I know, that. I know. But uh, he's like a cool, I think fairly smart, nice guy, but I think he hams it up for the cameras. I think he has... I don't know if he feels obligated to play up this character, but it seems that way. Like him trolling you, I think is his persona. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a little bit about Mike, what I know of him. Biggest heart in the whole world. Not a bad guy, not malicious. Um, I consider him a friend, even when he's doing that. It's just a friend, you know, that you're just a little irritated with for a second. Um, so I love him. And, but Mike, he does ham it up. He is Mike the Mouth, but although he hams it up, he still has a, his natural thing is to be how he is. He can't control it. And depending in what stage he's at, because he could be manic, he could be like whatever. And so if you catch him at the right times, he's relentless. He's relentless if he loves you. He's relentless if he hates you. But at the end of the day, he's a good soul. I like when him and Phil Hellmuth argue. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. That's those are legit arguments and and uh, Phil Hamith got yelled at a lot backstage or like during Poker After Dark when I was there recording <laughs> to like behave by Daniel Negrano. Daniel like yelled at him for almost an hour. I recorded part of it. Oh my god! <laughs> and then uh, Mike Matisau and him got into fights. So yeah, no, those are real. And you know Daniel and those guys are all friends, but they do bicker. And you know Mike Mike Matisau and Helmuth come from a cut of they just don't have this and I mean this and I like both of them they just have a little little less social awareness of like saying they're the best they're the best even Mike like oh my god I'm so good even while we we're playing this past week it's like and he is he's well, a good player I but it's like come on you know I, I mean? think that oh. you know during the heyday when they all became famous they had to develop characters yes and I kind of think they started believing it. Yes. And uh, well, Daniel is obviously like one of the best. What did he just hit? 40 million in live yeah. Earn yeah, earnings? Daniel's a beast. Daniel's a beast. Yeah. And Daniel studies and puts in the work. But I mean, like they grew up in this era of them being the best and everyone told them they were the best and now they believe it. And, and Daniel truly is the best. So, but I had a talk with Mike Matisau backstage Everyone knows that Mike Madison was the only one who got the interview with with the loser of all losers, Mike Possel. And I was like, Mike, why did you like what's up with that interview? Like, I'm not happy that you did that interview. And he because he kind of hammed it up, pretending to be kind of like sympathetic towards Mike. And he's like, you just got to let people talk. You got to give them a safe space to talk. See, I agree with him. And you know that because we, you and I, know, I have talked we, about this. We've, we've argued about, about this. Bring, well, I don't think we've argued about it because well, we I told differences. you there's been people here. I'm like, look, I'm not here to yeah. slam them verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 
here's how I look at it. You know, I got a, how about this? Okay. I got a lot of shit from Mike Madison. I'll tell you this story. You don't know this because you've been studying. So after I interviewed Robbie Lou, um, I saw a tweet go up on Twitter and Mike basically slammed me because he said that I, uh, I, uh, was, what is it called? Selling out. And because Mike, you interviewed her? Yeah, let me tell you why. So Mike and I talk a lot. Not a lot. We talk from time to time on the phone. How the conversation goes is Mike calls. I start. We start to talk. He overtalks me and he talks for 15, 30 minutes and we hang up. Okay? But I do sometimes get a word in here and there. He's worse than you. And and he... Uh, he At one point when I was going through the thick of this, what I had said was was the truth. And he took it in his head and he and he, and he mixed it up. And I said... I don't like the way Garrett, I'm just going to say everything. I don't like the way Garrett handled this, that, and the other. And then when we were talking about Robbie, I said, I don't like how she's handling it because she was going on all these shows and being saying one thing and saying another. It was causing her problems, but it was causing us problems. So I was like pissed that these people were doing this because they were enhancing the problem. And he said something and the word sociopath came out. I did not call her a sociopath. What I said was, if she if they, if she doesn't feel this or if this doesn't happen, then that's a sociopath, you know, whatever. So bottom line is he takes that conversation. And he probably doesn't even remember clearly. And he goes on to Twitter and he says, whatever about me selling out. And then he's and he puts on Twitter, I'll be talking about this on my podcast. So I find his you know me, I'm not good at shit. I, I find I don't watch his podcast. So I go there, I watch it and he's slamming me on the air and I go into the chat and I said, Mike, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, oh, Nick's in the chat. Well, yeah, you know, and I say whatever I said. He's like, yeah, that's true. Then he has me on. And I'm like, Mike, I didn't say that. I didn't. He goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, and I'm like, so to the point, look, if I have Robbie on the show or I have anyone else on the show, all I could do is ask them the question, the questions, and maybe push a little bit. And just short of going, you're so full of shit or this person, you, you can't. So to your point, like you got to let people have the ability to have the mic. It's either going to hang them or maybe you find a perspective on somebody or something that's different. So I'm a firm believer in that. Like, like say you don't like someone, you should not have to interview them. You literally should have the ability to say, no, I don't want to fuck it. I don't want, there was, I won't mention who there was some other people I interviewed. You didn't want to be there. Well, if you can't remember, I'll tell you who it was. Oh, I know. You know who it was. Yeah. And, uh, and that's fine. But if somebody else does it, that's their business. And you may not, not you, I'm saying a person may not mm -hmm. agree with that. And it may be tough to listen to because like your situation with Mike is in your core. You lived it. You felt it. You felt all the things that happened to you. You have that, whatever those emotions are, but nobody else does. They only have their version of it. So it's hard for people to take that and to, and to feel that way with you or with someone else. So I don't know why I went on that, but it's just like the same thing with like Mike. It's like, hey, Mike, shut up. Like people want to actually hear how she's going to answer this. And she admitted a lot of weird things that like nobody knew. And so information came out of it. But we all know that it's only going to go so far. I mean, even if she did do something nefarious, she's not going to come on here and say she did it unless she has some reason, some plus EV reason to do that. So you just got to read between the lines. You got to try to hear this and then go, well, that doesn't match. And that's the best you could do. If you're going to have a podcast where you're interviewing people, no one's going to come on the show. That's right. If you're constantly attacking them and turning it into a wrestling match. That's what I try to tell people. So you people. do have to give people safe spaces. And people have to understand that when 
you know, people want like so many people want me to like lunge on people. Oh, he said this. How come you didn't get him for that? They do and that I'm to like, me too. Uh, because he's entitled to his opinion and that's not what the point of the show is. And Nick doesn't have me on the show to attack people. It's yes. uh, he has me on the show to contribute. And I, I also just because I disagree with someone doesn't mean I can't like respect them as a person. Right. And, let them fucking talk. Yeah, if you have a show and you do setup pieces, you're not going to have guests. Yeah. You just can't do it. You got to give them the level of respect they deserve. And you might even have your own thoughts about them or what they're saying, but you can't do a show if you if if you, you know, if you do that cuz people are going to be they're not going to come. That's what she said. That's what she said for sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else do you want to talk about there, a little Vicky Valerie? Well, we can talk about, um, because we were talking about Mike Postle, my, um, lean on his winnings. Yes. And my attempted lean. Although mm-hmm. I do have a lean on his winnings in Mississippi. Right. And I, I don't know much about it. You know, that's not, nor- that's normal for me, but I do know that, uh, somehow he got it though. He did get his money. Yeah. So I got word that he was playing and he was about to hit a final table. And people started DMing me, hey, Mike's here. And he was like wearing a disguise. That's what people were telling me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it looked, it looked like a fake nose and a mask and a hat. He's so stupid. Like I, if I were to play I, all along the way, he does make stupid decisions, but it's fine because he gets away with everything. But he, I, I mean, I would just cover my face if I were trying to avoid yeah. people well, seeing me. we're in me. the day of masks, right? So you can do that now. And well, apparently it, it's in the deep south where no one's wearing masks, uh, where you kind of get laughed at for wearing oh, masks. Oh, yeah, you get trolled. Yeah, so anyway, I got wind of him being there, and then he made the final table. And I had a lawyer reach out to me, a Mississippi lawyer, and he's like, hey, uh, do you want any help if he cashes? Because he owes you money. And if people want to know, because everyone is in my, also uh, besides the jingleberries, people are in my DMs asking me why Apostle owes me money. Well, just to let the let the audience know, he sued me. He sued Todd. He sued Matt Berkey. He sued Doug Polk and ESPN and Joey Ingram and everybody and their dog. And I filed an anti-slap. And then he shut down the lawsuit literally the next day. And in California, if you file an anti-slap and someone cancels the lawsuit, you owe the fees. they owe you your legal fees. And of course, my legal fees were higher than $27,000, but the judge thought that was a fair amount. Mm. Um, and now with interest, it's over $30,000. So this lawyer, um, I told him, I'm like, uh, I'll give you a piece of it if you can get it. He's like, I don't want a piece... Um, you know, I was actually going to call Bill Perkins and say, whatever money I received, like, do you want this? Because you're the one who funded this. Of course. Um, and, uh, so that lawyer contacted my lawyer who defended me in the anti-slap. They got a hold of, uh, MGM corporate because you don't go to the main casino and I'll tell you why. I don't think you go to the main casino. But anyway, I'll, I'll tell you that in a second. But so we called their corporate. They held the money for like 12 hours. We didn't know for sure if they had given him the money back yet when we finally got the lien. It was during the long weekend. And so we couldn't get the courts to like sign off on everything until they had already given him the money. And then we couldn't do anything about it. But we do have a lien in Mississippi for seven years. Cool. So if he's spotted again, I can take his money, seize his money. Mm. So 
I think something unique transpired. And this is kind of a conspiracy theory, okay? I live in the conspiracy world just like everyone else. Yeah. Except I keep my conspiracies to myself mostly uh, because aliens. But um, I think there's a chance. I've I've heard this, so this is alleged, that he's got a buddy who works there at this MGM property. And his buddy's like, look, if you play here... You know, we'll keep it quiet and uh, we'll we won't show your name. And so they put him down as Michael Lawrence, which is his middle name. Right. Which basically is a really bad thing because the casino worked to keep him covered up, basically. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and we could have we could have went down that road, too. But um, it's like. It's, yeah, it's some a lot of transferred work. intent to them about their actions. Yeah. Right. It's it's just I don't know. Like the legal world is so much fucking work. And the only people who've ever made money out of all of this was Mike Possel when he stole money and lawyers. Yeah. Lawyers are making bank off of all well, of this. Yeah. And at least you know that. Right. Because you know that. Well, I think his buddy was was like helping him get that money because he was pissed that we were the that MGM held the money. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's alleged. I when don't know I, if that's true. Yeah. When I ask this question, know that it's not me asking because I think you should or shouldn't. I'm asking to ask to ask you what you think of it. Just throwing it out there. It's not my opinion. I'm, do you ever consider that? And I, and I already know your answer because of how tied to it you are. Have you ever considered, like, even if you knew he was there, to just make him irrelevant to you in your life so you don't have that whatever that is there. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying, have you ever just considered that? Because, and the other thing is too, anytime, like you said it, you go down a legal path, there's only one winner. It's right, the it's the lawyers. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you, do you think there should be consequences to actions? Yes, of course. So I think the consequences to these actions have not mirrored what yeah. they should be right okay mike has gotten away with this essentially mm-hmm. and i think that part of his consequences should be that playing poker should be as difficult as possible for him mm. and if i have a lawyer that's saying hey i will do some pro bono work for you okay. let's fuck this guy up i'm like let's do it got it i i wouldn't be like, hey, let me dig out 10K from my fucking roll because I'm playing 2550 now, folks. Uh, let me dig up 10K and uh, fucking dust it off just to make Mike's life hell. Not interested. But I wouldn't mind making Mike's life hell if a lawyer's like, pro bono work, baby. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's do it. I don't give a shit. I'd rather set that money on fire. Yeah. But I wouldn't, Mr. Perkins, I wouldn't do that. Got but. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing 2550 now. Okay, so let's talk about that. You're playing 2550. I played one 2550 game. With the ladies? With the ladies, the WPT ladies game. How'd that go? Oh, I ran about as as good as you on your worst day. Oh, you ran bad. I ran terrible. You got your ass handed to you. My hands did not hold up. It was one of those nights. You know those nights? You know when you're playing against a bunch of crushers, which Schwan was in the game, Farrah Galfond, yeah, Ebony, yeah, Jamie Kerstetter, yeah. like literally everyone who's 10 times better than me. Were you me. sufficiently rolled or did you have to play? Listen, honey, don't you worry about my role. There's noodles in my fucking role. Oh, you're sucking dick <laughs> for buy-ins? 
Listen, I'm looking for a new backer. I, I know you I, want to talk about it's that not, eventually. It's not below me. No, it's I'm not below kidding. you. <laughs> well, and you know, considering your uh, ACDC, it doesn't have to be a noodle. <laughs> right? It could be... A rich woman backer. It could be a bush. Look, I think, I think if women want to go hard in the paint and give some head for some money, I don't give a shit. It's not my business. I don't... I don't know. Guys might be doing it too. Like, I don't know what's yeah, going if the on. Down but swings down enough. Look, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> I'm not in the world of doing what I need to do just yet. Okay. I, I'm, well, let me ask you a question. Fun question. If literally you were destitute, you had no bankroll, you were struggling, you didn't have a job, and the only way you could pay your bills and get in a game would be to like maybe make a little bathroom trip, would you do it? Fuck yeah. You think I'm going to live on the street? You do it. Yeah. Okay. You think I'm going to live on the street? I'd be a stripper. All right. I would start an OnlyFans. Hit you me, wouldn't? Hit you me, wouldn't? Hit me when your stocks go down. Shut the you fuck up. You shut up. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's Listen, the one thing wait, that... Wait, 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 wait. You. Yeah. You have no money. Wife left you. Everything's done. Lost everything. Hustler kicked you the fuck out. You have no money. You're destitute. You're living on Skid Row. You suck dick for money? Can I just go, like, can I do a woman? Well, can, what if you took it in the butt? From a woman? Could she have a, could she strap? A dude. It's always dude. Yeah, it's always it's pervy me, dudes. It's hard for me to answer. It's bro. always pervy dude. That's a yes. No, no it's not a yes, but yeah, I, I want, I'm trying oh, to Oh, you want to live on Skid Row? I'm trying to be real with you and not just go, oh, you know, because guys are so bro. homophobic. Oh, no way. I would never, you I would rather go to, Skid Row I would rather or, go or to the guillotine. Oh, don't talk like so this I would from be, the comfort how, of your own How nice of an apartment. Oh my God. You'd rather live on Skid Row? Bullshit. I this didn't is say that. I was marinating. Everyone has Can a I price. Can I marinate? Everyone has a price. Everyone has a number. Everyone has a number. Too bad I make a lot of money. It might be money. more than enough fucking apartment for me, though. <laughs> so. I make so much money, I dust it off in $25.50. <laughs> yeah, you keep that up. You're going to. That, that was the biggest game I've ever played. Oh, is it right? Yeah. So you were nervous, too. You were under roll. I was nervous. It's hard to play and that way. It's hard. So I have played 2550 before, but it was with like a couple whales and then a few of my friends who are pros. But this was like a table of crushers and I was very nervous. And then I just didn't. And then my hands didn't hold up. You know, when you can be nervous, but your hands hold up and yeah. then you're like oopsieing all the way to 15K extra in your yeah. in your role. Yeah, that didn't happen. So it only happens off camera. How much camera. did you dust? 5K. That's it? Yeah. One one bullet. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's better so than two my, bullets. So my backer got drunk and lost all his money um, parlaying on sports bets. So oh, I had to... So it was uh, all you. I had to... Well, it was partially me. I had to sell some action. Got yeah. It. Got it. Who's yeah. the poor fuck that had to take that hit? You know, these Silicon Valley guys. Got it. You think they'd learn some lessons. Yeah, no. I, I can't talk about the VPs that, uh, that back me. What a bunch of glutton for punishment dudes. I mean, these software developers, you think once they hit manager, they'd be smarter, right? No, no, no. Guys think with their other noodles. <laughs> so speaking of uh, giving a little smack for a buy-in, uh, what, what did you think about the incident with Poker Bunny recently with pushing the cards into the muck? Oh, okay, so um, she is in the Bahamas right now. Yeah. And um, there is the most amazing tournament what a pca yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and she's in the... Um, we thought it was the final table when I sent you the video. But it was actually the last hand before break. Because you can but see other stacks. she did bust stacks. out, I heard. She busted out. It's the main event. And she busted out before the money. Mm-hmm. By the way, I heard she was talking smack about me in the 25-50 game at the WPT. What's up? Why do you have Bunny, a... I saw that. Why? Does she, you guys have a beef? No, we don't have a beef. She's just like that. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Okay. She's... You know, she is the way she is. I'm cool with it. She can do what she wants. Yeah, that's but a good so, attitude. Uh, they went to, she was supposed to table her hand and then she threw it in the muck and then the dealer went to turn it over and she like lunged yeah. at the pot and at her hand. I don't know. I think her backer, she was afraid to show her backer how mm. badly she played that hand. She called off. You never call off. You're always behind when you call Why off. Why do they have a rule where you have to table your hand? It's a tournament. Any tournaments There's, you do that? Yeah, it's not a high stakes cash oh, game where you can do the fuck you want. I don't play tournaments. I, I, I'm dead serious. I, yeah, that's how cute I am. I don't know. So yeah, that could be the reason probably. Who knows what the reason is? She's just tilted and didn't want to show it. What did you think about the video? What I th- think is this. This is me, you know, like I'm just whatever. Like I, I, that stuff, that, I don't even care about that. Like, like I see it. And it's entertaining for a second because, like, I understand what's going on. The dealer has to do it, and she's one. So it's, like, fun to watch for a second. But some people are, like, they always do this. They go so crazy with, oh, my God, she's so disrespectful, bad for the... It's like, give me a break. She's fucking tilted. She busted out. She didn't want to throw her hand. She's a human being. She fucking tried to put it in the muck. Big deal. Like, whatever. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, but you know that poker... The poker community and especially poker Twitter, they love yes. drama. I, that, well, they that's love why. It. And if if they can just turn a, a like a little hill into Mount Everest, they will. Oh, gee, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So course. they they turned that into something big. Yeah. But I like just let her be the way she is. Like, I agree. Sometimes she's sassy. Sometimes she's fun. Sometimes she's crabby and mean. And sometimes she's nice and like. Who cares, man? That's just I think her. all that nonsense is good for poker. Like, she's interesting. I, I, you, you could agree with that. You could disagree with that. You could like that. You could not. But whatever. She's a 23-year-old girl doing her thing. Doesn't bother me. Where's your bunny ears? Uh, they're out there somewhere. I saw, I saw you Those wearing them. Those are my them. ears. I wouldn't let her wear them. <laughs> she didn't bring them. How weird. Poker bunny comes with no ears. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about old Gabe retiring? Oh, my God. I am so painfully sad about that. So first of all, and I know like it sounds funny because I was on Poker After Dark, but Poker After Dark and High Stakes Poker were the two OG shows that I constantly watched when I first started playing poker and, you know, throughout their all their seasons. And Gabe was and like he's not an analytical uh, commentator, but oh, man, is he just like walk you through the hand and like he just it's a thing of beauty what he did it was beautiful he's a legend his voice you know brought us through the ranks when those guys were coming up getting famous and the beginning of poker and so he's associated just like lon and uh uh uh, norman chad are associated with the w you're gonna say what's his face i was gonna say what's his nuts but i but i pulled it Uh, I was so close. You know me well because I was so close to going Lon and uh, what's his nuts, but I got Norman. Uh, it's just their, their their voices are associated with that era, with those eras and those those products. And uh, yeah, you could they can never be replaced uh, totally. Uh, yeah. So Gabe um, apparently was like recording from L.A. It wasn't the same like back in the day. And um, why was he doing that age? 
Yeah, he's gotten older. And Maury, yeah. I think uh, last time I spoke with Maury, Maury would like go down to L.A. and like they would record over oh, the episode. I and see. and then Gabe, I think Gabe just like kind of didn't want to do it he's anymore. Out, yeah. Although I'm just making an assumption based off. Yeah, of, I have no idea either. Who um, knows what it is? But um, yeah, I mean, he's. I'm such a fan of his. I So look, there's a lot of commentators that I think are top tier. I still love Bart Hansen and uh, Dave Tuckman together. I still, like, they're still my favorite. But Gabe Kaplan on High Stakes Poker, I would not want to hear anyone else's voice. No, no, Although, he's, he's the voice of High Stakes Poker. If Ali takes over, I think it'd be fine too because Ali was do, has been doing commentary on Poker After Dark for yeah. decades. And uh, he's really good. He's really good at... Being the ballerina that dances in between the hands. Yeah. So we have two more topics. I'm going to go the bottom one first. Uh, the WSOP Kings current dealer and players uh, that didn't catch the split. Oh, okay. You know more about that than I do. Yeah. So the World Series of Poker had a hand where it ended up being a chopped board. Uh, it ended up being a chopped hand. And um, no one really noticed it, it seems. Although I'm pretty sure some of the players did, but the dealer didn't notice it. And the two players didn't notice it. And then the hand, the pot was awarded to one of the players when it should have been a split pot. Yeah. But you cannot, um, bring up once the hand is over, it's done. You can't do anything about it. They will not. That's the ruling. That's the ruling ruling, uh, rule number 76 in the world series of poker, poker rules. Wow. Uh, once the hand is over, you cannot dispute the hand. And, so it's interesting to think like who has responsibility like the dealer really should have caught it but the dealer is human i don't want to like take this time to you know throw the dealer under the bus yeah, it happened. but it it happens like it happens in cash games mistakes always happen sure. you're dealing with a human that's right and no one said anything uh do you think there's a chance that someone else at the table knew that the pot was supposed to be split probably for me i, I would think say for sure. you do really Oh, for sure. Why? Oh, because they wanted a person. Well, so they didn't want to say oh, anything. Yeah. I'm because... thinking tournament again. Yeah, like, right. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. They, and I think that's like terribly unethical but we to don't not know. say anything. But we don't know. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, for sure, someone at the table knew and was like, I don't fucking care. ICM, man. Yeah. They want to they wanna just move up in the ranks. Well, that's, it is. Yeah, you're right. Self-preservation there. Whatever. Do you think it's unethical? If somebody doesn't say and they know, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm... I know you're out there and I'll get you. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're a liar. You're a disgusting... I have a lawyer in Mississippi. You're a disgusting tournament player. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lawyer in Mississippi. Okay, last but not least, you want to talk about the GPI awards? That was something you notified me kind of on. So... God, you're the worst introducer. I like to fucking slowly go down the stream, slowly paddle, taking the scenes. You're like, let's just get there. You're there's no foreplay with you. Well, you're because I watch too much like male porn, there's no foreplay. But here's the thing. You know why I'm doing that? Because your dumbass has to get on a plane and we got another show to record. Right. So you're welcome. Well, you fired me. You didn't even know I was coming. Yeah, but I got one more show out of you and then you're out like you're fucking <laughs> so, out. So listen, uh, the GPI awards came out, yeah. uh, the nominees, and right. I am on the voting panel. Um, yeah. I don't know how I got on there, but I did. And uh, I know how. What? Because I was on Poker After Dark. No. 
Well, you're yeah. Go go ahead. Say it. Say it. You're you're fucking twelve years old. Okay, go. <laughs> and you're fat. <laughs> What's up with this fat? God, shit? if you throw up more, it's not like more. you're a supermodel. You're just <laughs> you're just a girl. So I lay off your weight. Seriously, <laughs> if you want to talk about weight, let's I'm go. Healthy. Stand up. I am healthy. Yeah, Everyone you are standing me. up. <laughs> yeah, healthy. Sure. What are you like, twelve-year-olds? How how much skinnier do you want a woman? Well, I don't know. I I'm mean, a size two. What I don't do want to meet him me? in Lane Bryant. Oh my god. So so good. I'm actually happy that the GPI awards didn't fucking want you there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so the GPI award uh, nominees came out, and I was perusing through the podcast, and then I sent you a text. I'm like, oh, Nick. Your show didn't make it on the GPI awards. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Hustler Casino Live did for oh, best, thank, best that, live thank you, everyone. But podcast, you know who did make the podcast list? Yes. Berkey. I know he did. Yeah. Him solve, and 25 others. Solve for why. Him and, how is there 25 other poker podcasts? Where are they? I didn't they? even know that they I never. Existed. I didn't recognize one name on the list. Yeah, you did. You recognized uh, Besides only his. friends. Yeah, but I, they spelled it wrong. <laughs> Um, but so why did, why did they omit you? Okay. So you got my cage all rattled. That was, I was, that was the night I was throwing up. No, that was Max Payne Monday. When you, you text me, you said, I know you don't play Mondays. That's when I lost the 51, 515 ball. And I was going to take a leak. Oh, you were barfing that night? No, it was the next night, Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't feel well that night either, but I wasn't throwing up. But so I was going to the bathroom and I saw your text. So I just called you. And you're like, you're not going to believe it. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> I was up. part of this. I was part of this. How could this get snubbed? And you're so. Such a, you're fucking such an exaggerator. Well, whatever. So anyways, but you said whatever you said to me, however you said it. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to get my bearings. And you're like, there's 25 fucking people on this. You're list. never going to believe this. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. This is wrong. And I'm like, wow, that is kind of weird. Like the show's pretty good. I don't even recognize these other ones. But come to find out, with all the evil intentions I had for this award show. Oh yeah, what were you yeah. gonna do? Oh, I was gonna throw the biggest Hustler Casino live party on the night of the awards. Oh, you weren't gonna like do our own awards. You weren't gonna like bring overly priced nine dollar a dozen eggs and throw them at the Poker Go no, Studio. No, I couldn't do that. Or that's noodles. A, that's a misdemeanor. Wet noodles. So here's the thing. Uh, so what I did was because I was curious to know, I was like, wow, that is like, it's not a big deal, but you know, it's kind of weird because like my show's getting pretty popular ish, right? A little bit like it's out there. It's like five I, viewers. Well, there was like ABC poker. Who is that? I don't know. I've never. Yeah. So I was like, at least I should be on there anyway. So I wound up calling, uh, Hanks from poker go. And he's like, dude, Hey, it's been a long time. I'm like, Hey, it's when I run by you. He's like, dude, we just produce it. It's men, hand and mop. And I can't remember the guy's name. He's in my phone. He gave it to me. And so I text him and we wound up in the phone. He's like, yeah, dude, it's, it's like really simple. He goes, you don't have your show. It's on YouTube. You're, you're, um, you're a creator or your content. You're not a podcast because you don't have it on Apple Pod and this and whatever. Uh, Even though I've been asking to have my show put on there for the last, I don't know how many months. But anyway, so I didn't qualify. So if I put it on there, then I would be qualified. Shout out to Brent Hanks, though. Oh, he's awesome. He's, he's, I think, the reason all of this momentum started. He's the one who called me to ask me to audition at Poker Go for Poker After Dark. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. he's great. I can remember 
ages ago when I wasn't involved with Hustler and Antonio invited me to go play there because I was, you know, a fish. I still am. And he, Brent Hanks is who I was corresponding with, to like get my money there and do all that. So yeah, yeah he's good guy. Great. Good guy. Do you have anything else there, Val? No. All um, right. I'm, I'm leaving again. You guys will never see me again. True. True. No, we got one more show to do because. God, you got to stop telling them everything right away. You got to lead into things, surprise people, let the story unravel. So the money's just the the worst. Now we're doing another show. Okay, well, tune in for the next show, guys. There's no surprises. Just the money shot isn't a good, you got to, you got to wait. You can't just give the money shot is what you're saying. Yes. I'm getting FaceTimes. Um, (laughs) Is it Robbie? No, it's that guy (laughs) that's going to set me up in the apartment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He finally finally heard you say it. I give, I tap. (laughs) Make it a master bed and a full shower. Just say the word, I've got the apartment for you. And just give me at least a five-second warning. All right, so... Anyways, whatever. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci with Valerie Veronica Brill. Envy out.